the podcast. And we're live. Welcome to the, 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 the podcast. Uh, my name is John today. We have Felix with me. How are you, Felix? I'm good, yeah. How are you, John? I'm great. And we have Leo Brichter. How are you getting on, Leo? Not too bad, John. Yourself? I'm fantastic. And how about you, Ross? We have Ross with us today as well. Oh, yeah. Not too bad. How are you keeping, John? I'm fantastic by three. Okay, great. We'll get into it. So we're here to talk a bit about um, music and the extension of it. So this is Leo and Ross's Rhapsody. Right. So let's get into it. So Ross, um, what age are you? Uh, I'm 20 right now. And where are you currently at this moment? Right now I'm living in Manchester. I'm studying music at the Royal Northern College of Music. Um, studying the trombone so that's what's brought me here um, savage stuff yeah, Leo, what about you music yeah yeah uh, i'm 18 i'm still here in ireland uh, i'm in 60 at the moment and hopefully going away to glasgow next year to study in the royal conservatoire of scotland savage and how did you get into music leo well uh it was mainly uh influenced by my parents because my parents are both musicians and so they started me off on the violin. I didn't quite take a fancy to that. And then the piano and then the trumpet. So, uh, yeah, it was quite progressive over the years. Class. What, what age did you start playing the trumpet? I believe it was either nine, I think nine or ten. Not too bad. And how about you, Ross? Um, when did you pick up music firstly? Yeah, uh, my start was pretty different to Leo's, actually, to be fair. I, I had no real uh, playing music in my life until... I think my sister started the guitar when we were sort of 11 or 12. And because we're twins, I kind of have to be better at everything than she is. So I, I picked Actually. it up as well. Uh, and then when I got to school, I did like the wind band program type thing in, uh, in Belvedere College, which has a really great music program there. So I started off and uh, I was assigned the trombone. Pretty sure it's just because I was a tall first year, long arms, you know. <laughs> that's instrument. it. Takes uh, the box. Didn't didn't know what the trombone was when I got assigned it. So that's kind of how uh, much it wasn't a part of my life until it was, I guess. <laughs> and what, what age were you then when you got assigned the trombone? Uh, just turned 13. Okay, cool. So you've been playing for seven-ish years. And why, why did you decide to go to Manchester to study? I think it's mainly just the, the culture of brass playing and brass instrumental playing they have in the north of England, but especially in Manchester. Um, there's this whole culture of brass bands across the whole of the UK, which has just made mm. a really strong uh, kind of school of brass playing in, in all the music schools around the country. Um, and then also I think it was just nice to go somewhere new. You know, everyone wants to travel, and it's hard exactly. to travel now, obviously, but uh, it is nice to be somewhere different and kind of different opportunities, meet new people and stuff. So, yeah. Amazing. And Leo, you're hoping to go to Glasgow, you were saying. Yeah. And yeah. is that is that kind of a similar thing, like the whole brass band, um, brass environment of the UK or what's bringing you to Glasgow? Uh, it's pretty, pretty similar as well. Yeah. Uh, Glasgow's quite known for its orchestral playing as well. Uh, and then their teachers are notorious all around the world. So that's why I want to go there. Yeah. OK, cool. And you mentioned orchestral playing there. Is that what you'd be hoping to go into after college? Yeah, mainly I'd, I'd love to I'd love to get a good position in a good orchestra uh, because that's the way I kind of 
got into music that's that's the way i realized that i wanted to do music in the first place so i kind of want to keep keep doing it you know and do you play in many ensembles or orchestras at the moment uh at the moment no no obviously but um, yeah fair that was a dumb question but (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) but, i fairly did you there (laughs) yeah apart apart from the virtual ensemble that i play in called Mm. box amic and brass not too many but before this hullabaloo uh, i was in the national youth orchestra of ireland and i did a year in the ulster youth orchestra and the irish youth wind ensemble so i i try and do as much as i can really when it comes to orchestral playing because there's not too many orchestras on the island and so you kind of want to get as much exposure as you can you know so exactly and to someone who is who finds the experience of the possible experience of playing an orchestra to be daunting what kind of advice would you give them or what words would you say to them i'd say go for it don't 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 judge a book by its cover uh don't be intimidated by the people around you or how good people are you're there to play music and to feel the music more importantly once once you can feel the music and communicate that's you you're 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 on the winning streak there like yeah, class. And Ross, you're also in Vox Amicum. Uh, when did you guys set that up? Uh, I think it was, it's coming up in a year now since we started. It was the, the 13th of May, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Can I ask why the name? What significance does the name have? Yeah, so uh, the name, basically uh, Vox Amicum is a translation from Latin for the voice of a friend. So um we we kind of named the ensemble in tribute of a great friend of ours, Carl Kirby. He unfortunately passed away in summer of 2019 after a battle with a with illness. But um, he was also in the National Youth Orchestra of Ireland. He was in basically every ensemble he possibly could have been in in Ireland. To be honest, uh, he was he was a fantastic double bass player as well as a great uh, choral singer among other things. But um, yeah, we're just we we were inspired and continue to be inspired by his amazing musicianship and qualities as a person. Uh, and we decided to just name the ensemble and tribute to him because I think he kind of embodies that which we, uh, we wish to sort of promote and express through music. Amazing. That's beautiful. Yeah. So you and Leo met in, um, and Carl met during your time with the National Youth Orchestra. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah right. Class. Wonderful. I find um, that uh, I think people who play music together, there's an immediately deeper connection there. It's such a kind of a spiritual experience, for want of a better word. Would you agree with that, or would you have any thoughts on that at all? Leo? Definitely, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> absolutely, yeah. I think what makes playing, say, maybe in an orchestra and an ensemble so special is that communication that you have with other people, maybe not verbally, but musically. You know, it's that it's the music that makes it, obviously. But um, it's it's just a different uh, atmosphere that you get that you get off it, mm. uh, which which makes it great. And Leo, was there any particular moment for you when it just kind of clicked that you like, wow, I really like playing music? Was there any like standout moment? There, there was actually. Yeah, it was. It was. When was it? I, I believe it was the winter. The, the National Youth Orchestra winter course of 2019, I believe. And we were playing Shostakovich's First Symphony. And 
there's just so many wonderful trumpet solos in it and <laughs> i nailed absolutely every single one not to brag but it was it was, a, it was at that moment that i said to myself i wouldn't want to be doing anything else in the world so yeah Awesome. And what about you, Ross? Did you have a similar, um, or have you had any similar experience or moment? Yeah, I think everybody who's gone for music would probably have one. Um, mine was in a pretty similar place to Leo's. It was uh, in the National Youth Orchestra as well. It was 2017, I think. And um, I'd never played in a full-size orchestra. Uh, and I'd never really played with other trombone players as well. And it was the sort of first playing like that I'd ever done. And I wasn't even really meant to be playing with the orchestra. I was kind of on this uh, this sort of less played instrument access course type thing with sort of bassoons and elbows and instruments that wouldn't be as prevalent in Ireland. Um, yeah, and it was just pretty much playing the first few notes with the other trombones. And I kind of realized like there was actually a lot more to this than I might have previously thought. Um, wow. And yeah, it's 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 a gradual it's a gradual thing too. I think it's like it's not just like a eureka moment. It's like it's 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 a long process to realize, you know, if you really want to put. I'd agree. And what uh, what kind of music would you listen to in your spare time, Leo? After this, say, what will you what will you go to bed with? I'd probably go to bed with a bit of jazz, to be honest with you. Um, kind of well, with with this whole lockdown and this whole coronavirus situation, I kind of got off orchestra, so to speak. As in, like, I, I wouldn't listen to them too much because before this, I'd always be out and about every single week going to the National Symphony Orchestra concerts up in Dublin. Mm. And uh, I'd listen to orchestral music every day, all the time. But now it's just kind of gone from, from me. Not 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 forever, I'm sure, but just, just for now. So uh, I'm kind of exploring different sort of genres and different styles of music, which I'm finding quite enjoyable and interesting. So maybe a bit of jazz, maybe a bit of R&B or soul, so... And is there yeah. any tune in particular at the moment that you'd recommend to people listening to this to check out? I'm putting you on the spot with that now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're lucky I have one ready. So um, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Jacob Collier for oh, yeah. those of you who know him. Uh, he's just a fabulous, fabulous musician and composer. Uh, I just really recommend checking out his tune. He won't hold you from his most recent album, Jesse volume four. Um, yeah. Banging tune. Class. Class. Ross, what about you? What kind of music are you listening to these days or in general? Uh, yeah, I think it kind of always changes. I definitely agree with Leo. It's like orchestral music is, you know, really best meant to be experienced in like a live capacity. Mm. Um, so it's kind of hard to listen to it as frequently uh, when you're kind of, it's, it's no substitute for the real thing really. But yeah, I don't know. I've been listening to a lot of film music lately. I've been watching loads of movies so yeah kind of film class. scoring and folk music and stuff class okay great so um ross you talked earlier about a kind of less popular brass or orchestral instruments uh, access course that you did and would i be right in saying that the vox amicum ensemble you're kind of trying to promote brass instruments a bit more is that correct yeah absolutely yeah i think um it's something that's really important to us as an ensemble because like especially um you know leo would have another perspective of it like he's been playing longer than me and he played as a sort of younger person so he'd, he'd see it even more than i probably would have had the chance to just kind of how generally in the classical music world and then separately 
in Ireland, there's kind of a unfortunate just prevalence of the same few instruments and the same few sort of styles of music and ensembles. Um, we just really want to we really want to break that. We really want to show people like there's really good brass chamber music that's being written all the time every year, and there's amazing scope and dynamics you can achieve with an ensemble like that. So we just want to we just want to show people and just spread that message as much as we can in Ireland and everywhere. And why do you think there is such an underrepresentation of those instruments? Uh, I think there's a good few reasons, really. I mean, one is kind of historical, really. Like you know, if you have like you know the violin or something like you know Bach was writing music for the violin 500 years ago or whatever mm. but you know a lot of the modern music for like maybe trombone and tuba might have only been written in the last sort of 100 years or even less so I think kind of historically they have a less of a place in the history of music that most other classical music would um, and then yeah I think it's, it's it's a cultural thing too like luckily it's a little different in the UK and kind of parts of Europe brass instruments are generally less held in the same regard that, that sort of string instruments and the you know piano might be so it, there's a lot of reasons for it certainly right um leo so you set up vox amicum as an ensemble just about over a, a year ago and what have you been doing since then how have you got it off the ground so at the beginning of the lockdown it was the kind of idea to make virtual ensemble videos. So every week for, I think it was like 14 or 15 weeks in a row, we'd release a video on a Friday doing a different piece, a different, different players playing, different instruments, a whole mixture of things. And that really started getting us going. We were featured on Lyric FM quite a bit as well, which really helped us out and got the word out and Ever since then, in November, I believe, we launched our website, foxamicumbrass.com, and we also launched a production service where we would make the same style of virtual ensemble videos for other people. And currently we have uh, various contracts with Stafford Bakeries, Trinity Orchestra, Trinity Core Society, many people. And it's really, it's really great to see people going into that sort of area because at the moment, not, not many people are doing that sort of thing. And we want to keep live music going as much as we can at the moment. And yeah. Class. Um, do you have any projects coming up in the pipeline or further on into the future? What are your, what are your plans for taking this to a greater audience? In terms of the videos that we do or, or yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead, Ross. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think all I was going to say is just, I think we're always kind of reacting to the environment we've created and we're always trying to change what we do in reaction to what people want. So, um, yeah, I think like we, we still really enjoy doing the videos and, and they're still co going really well for us. But, you know, there's, it's not always going to be a lockdown and I don't think that's always going to be what we're going to be doing. Um, so we really want to, you know, just set, set ourselves in good stead for anything the future might hold. We've already got a Great. I, I don't think we're quite allowed to talk about it exactly because I don't think it's been sort of announced yet, but we've got a good performance opportunity in the summer coming up. And um, yeah, just, just yeah, we just want to keep ourselves sort of uh, in a good position to react to whatever life might throw at us because no one could have seen this lockdown coming, but I think we managed to get almost the most out of it. So keep that mindset. Maybe. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing I'd just like to add. Uh, primarily, we are a brass ensemble. 
And I just cannot wait to get playing back again with the ensemble. Obviously, now it's difficult. So we only had like one or two uh, rehearsals together back before Christmas or after Christmas for the Fresh Kyo. And we just want to do more of that. But obviously, now it's difficult. Mm. And can you describe the videos just for people who are listening who don't really know what a virtual, what virtual videos you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. So let's say you have a quartet four people playing one piece simultaneously mm-hmm. uh, and every person has different parts and so usually that would be played in a live setting and they'd be sitting together and everyone would be playing their parts separately to make that one piece mm-hmm. but here we do the same it's just that everyone are separated and they record their pieces and they're put together on a screen and you can watch okay. that Great. And they're all up on your website, are they? They're on our YouTube and Facebook pages. Class. And, and our we'll, Instagram, yeah. Serious. We'll be uh we'll, we'll have them in the link in the description for everyone as well. Um so Leo, you were talking a bit earlier about how you go um to Dublin every week to see the uh the concert orchestra. Is there any particular live performances um from any ensemble or orchestra that was like a standout one for you or just like fantastic yeah certainly um unfortunately i haven't been able to see such a variety of orchestras but um one performance that stood out to me was the national symphony orchestra playing Mahler's third symphony under chief conductor Heima Martin. Uh, we, as members of the National Youth Orchestra, we got to sit in on the rehearsal the day before, and it was just such a surreal experience. Uh, we got lent a score as well, so we were following the score as we were um, watching the rehearsal and then seeing that live. It's probably one of my favorite pieces of music, Mahler's Third Symphony. I definitely recommend it. That was just a phenomenal performance. Um, the energy... Mm given off by the orchestra and the conductor it's just phenomenal class and what about you Ross? yeah pretty similar to leo it was a it was a performance of Mahler's symphony number no. nine actually uh under eugene sagan conducting um what was actually kind of special about it for me was it was in this sort of september october of uh just following that summer 2019 which was unfortunately when when Carl passed away and uh, it's a very kind of um, the symphony has kind of got these themes of death and decay to it um, in kind of a cultural sense and a musical sense and uh, it's a really intense piece of music and I think it kind of helped me process a lot of what happened over that summer for the first time maybe so it was a really kind of um, really sub like really profound experience for me um, probably a ton of time and a format like this to go into but yeah it was it was probably Mahler 9 with with RTE just a really special experience yeah amazing yeah I found it so cool how um not only people relate to the lyrics and songs but like even if a song has minimal or no lyrics or lyrics in a different language people can still like relate to uh, relate to it on like a deep like emotional level I find it really cool it's um only over the past few months have I kind of really found the kind of uh, therapeutic nature of it, I guess. Um, like, wow, they felt this way as well or whatever. Um, yeah, amazing. 
Um, class, thanks a million, lads. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to talk about or anything else you'd like to say before we hop off? I'll leave it uh, open to you. Uh, Ross, go ahead there. Uh, yeah, nothing major, really. Just, um, yeah, keep tuned. We've got a lot of big things coming up. We're really enjoying the sort of workflow of what we're doing right now. Um, so, yeah, just uh, have a look if any of that sounds interesting to you. And uh, thanks a million for tuning in. Savage yeah, thanks a million, lads, for having us. It was great, yeah. Savage. Felix, do you have any last questions for the lads? No, no, all good. Everything Amazing. COVID. Amazing. Right, this has been uh, Leo and Ross's Rhapsody. Thanks very much for coming on, guys. It was a pleasure yeah, having thanks, you. Thanks, guys. See you later. No worries. Cheers.